0: and welcome to let's Zest podcast with me izzy and me lauren welcome to episode nine we've got one more episode after this until the end of the series so we really hope you've enjoyed it so far we certainly have.
1: Yeah, we've really enjoyed it, and we hope you've enjoyed listening, obviously. If you'd like to keep up to date with us, you can follow us at, at Let's Add Zest. That's on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, give us some feedback, then it's Let's Zest Podcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, we've got a very good episode coming up today, I think. We've got some, obviously, you can tell by the title, but a massive thing that's happened in the news in the past week. And today, as we're recording this, something has changed in... With coronavirus rules, which you'll be aware of because it's already happened. But yeah, so we thought we'd talk about some big major things and discuss our opinions on these.
1: So our first story this week has completely dominated the news cycle. Um, It is the death of Prince Philip. He was 99 and he died in the morning on April 9th at Winter Castle, two months before his 100th birthday. Yes. I mean, I remember when the I remember when the notification actually came in on my phone, and I was I think I was eating lunch. I went, "Oh my God, Prince Phillips died!" And my mom yeah. was like, "No."
0: Yeah, because I bet we got it at the same time, because on the Sky News app, is slightly before the BBC one. I think, Always. technically, the BBC were actually told before Sky. Somehow they get their notifications out before. But, yeah, I got my Sky notification, and I stood up immediately from my desk. I shouted downstairs, oh, my God, Prince Philip's died. Personally, when I saw the notification, I wasn't surprised, but it's just very sad, isn't it? That, like, it is. That like It's yeah. not like, oh, my God, that's unexpected, but it's just not a nice notification to see.
1: Mm. And, I mean, obviously we know only a few weeks ago he was in hospital um Mm. and it's kind of the i don't know you can't really say the idea that he went home to kind of do that but yeah at the end of the day he was i'm sure
0: they were very aware that it was his last days it's not like it came as a surprise to the family but it's just obviously something that they knew that was coming up and something they've now got to deal with but we're just going to discuss what the Duke of Edinburgh, Prince Philip has done over his life as a royal and some and just some standout moments of his life and also some statements and what some family members have said since he's passed. So Prince Philip was the chairman of the Duke in- Duke of Edinburgh Award, a self-improvement programme for young people aged 14 to 24, which I remember. Did you do Guides or Brownies? Because I remember everyone was talking about that. I, was like, oh I did
1: Guides and... I did Rainbows, Brownies and Guides, but I never did the, I never did the Duke of Edinburgh. No, neither did you, I. You can also do it through school. I oh, know can some you? of my friends did it, actually. Um, did it through school, but... It was, unfortunately, it just wasn't something that appealed to me.
0: I don't even remember <laughs> even like finding an out finding out enough about it because I was like, oh, Pete, all these guys are doing this. I was like, oh, that'd be fun to do, and I just never got to that point for some reason. But yeah, yeah, so he was the chairman of that, obviously, and he was the longest-serving consort of the reigning British monarch and the longest-lived male member of the British royal family.
1: That's quite exciting.
0: Yeah, so it was. Yeah. yeah, like Lauren said, he was two months away from turning 100.
1: So, Prince Philip was born as Prince Philip of Greece and Denmark on the 10th of June 1921 in Corfu. So, if anyone's watched The Crown, I definitely, or if you haven't, I definitely recommend watching that, even though it's a dramatised version of it, but it kind of does explore his um, backstory a little does bit. Does it? Yeah, I, I, I feel like you kind of. It doesn't maybe necessarily go into lots of detail about it, but you kind of. It kind of explains it for you in a more, I don't know, user friendly way. Because I'm I'm sure it's their whole
0: I'm sure they're like oh, I don't know but their whole I meeting and like
1: no, you don't see them meet. I think they're together um by the point that the show starts. I'm trying to think back to like season one. Do you see
0: them get married or are they pre- like already married when the season starts? Because yeah, I see haven't them seen the married. Crown oh
1: okay so watch it yeah you see them get married and I think as well the actor who plays in Matt Smith um from Doctor Who if anyone's ever seen that I don't know no. um he's really good at kind of just bringing a bit of character because I think I think maybe people in our generation wouldn't have seen it but I think Prince Philip was quite a character like yeah quite, funny quite witty and, and, and co- yeah. yeah definitely and Um, The guy who plays him in season one and two, Matt Smith, is really good at playing him. It's kind of weird, actually, because when you watch The Crown, you kind of imagine these people are actually them in real life. Yeah, obviously not. They're actors. But I think it kind of just provides a kind of user friendly way. It's more accessible considering
0: like if you were to want to learn every single detail about the history of the monarchy and the royal family, then watching something is much more accessible than like reading books and like what you could do. Compared yeah. to watching something, yeah, that's so true. Um, but it's so yeah. It's just interesting. I don't know if many people knew that he was a prince already before he met Elizabeth the Queen. Mm. Um, it's yeah. I suppose you must know that if you have watched a Crown, but I've never watched a Crown, so it's something that I've had you should to learn. Really
1: give it a go if you find yeah. the time to do it. So we've just got some bits here. So Elizabeth fell in love with Philip and they began exchanging letters when she was 13. And he mm. was five years older, is that right? I think he's
0: something around that, yeah. He's not too yeah. much older, there's not a massive gap, yeah.
1: And then eventually in the summer of 1946, so 1946, Philip asked King George for his daughter's hand in marriage. The king granted his request, provided that any formal engagement would be delayed until Elizabeth's 21st birthday the following April. Oh my God, so it must be her birthday soon?
0: Oh it, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, that's very so, sad.
1: That's really sad.
0: So oh. by March nineteen forty seven, Philip had abandoned his Greek and Danish royal titles and he adopted the surname Mountbatten from his mother's family. and had become an and had become a naturalized British subject. The engagement was announced to the public on the tenth of July nineteen forty seven. So
1: I kind of think it's. I think it's so crazy because this is another thing I learned from the Crown. Queen Elizabeth was never, well, n- never meant to be queen. It's so yeah. crazy because obviously George, George's brother Edward, well, he was known as Prince Edward. I'm sure. I think he. I'm sure he had a different name. I think he was named. Not sure. I think he was named Dave. No, his name. Something about Edward. His name. His name was David. Um. But yeah, she, he abdicated the throne for um an American named Wallace Simpson, and I just think that's just so crazy how these two. Imagine maybe how. Would, I don't know whether different is the word to say because they still would have been part of the royal family, mm. but they maybe would never have been. Obviously, well, she was queen and he was the prince.
0: Yeah, well. like it's not so common for her to have. Like, she became queen very young. Like, it must have been. How old was she? Like, twin, like our age? She was very yeah, young. I don't she, know. Imagine That's being just,
1: this age and going, You're going to be queen.
0: I know. So, um, to be honest, they haven't known much of a life that wasn't them being. Prince Philip and Elizabeth being just Queen of all these England. royal duties. Yeah. So,
1: Prince Philip retired from his royal duties on August second, two thousand seventeen. He was aged ninety six, mm. and he completed twenty two thousand two hundred nineteen solo engagements, and five thousand four hundred ninety three speeches since nineteen fifty two.
0: I think that's crazy that he, because you like you know you can say oh he retired four five years ago, but he was ninety six and it's not. Very average. You see a ninety-six-year-old man doing working. Obviously, it's not like your normal bog-standard job, but it's still like a get-up and go. I've got to be here. Got to get ready for this. Got to go and do this. Got to speak about this. Got to learn about this. Yeah,
1: it's really clear though. He he devoted his life to public service, and I think quite a few people had their like opinions on like the royal family and stuff. But it's very clear that he kind of went above and beyond, really.
0: Absolutely, like working with the public as well. It's just like. You can say the number twenty two thousand two hundred and nineteen solo engagement so easy, so but considering that's solo, that's not even when he's partnered with the Queen or he's doing events with the Queen. That's literally by himself and I think that's unbelievable. That's crazy. Yeah,
1: definitely. I wonder how many that figures out like each year. I'm not gonna figure it out, but No, I'm not <laughs> it's probably quite a lot.
0: Yeah, so on the 20th of November 2017, he celebrated his 70th wedding anniversary with the Queen, which made her the first British monarch to celebrate a platinum wedding anniversary. Wowee.
1: I know. So in private, the Queen has described her husband's death as having left a huge void in her life, which I think just your heart kind of goes out Mm. to her, really, because at the end of the day, people, all, all people go through grieving and times of sadness, but you, you're also the queen, like, one, yeah, one of the biggest, most popular people in the world. You're having to go through that in the public eye. I think as well, you know, I wonder whether it's, whether the family's quite emotional at the current situation with coronavirus. Like, all these people before who have had funerals in the royal family, they've probably well they have had these massive these massive events on such a grand scale and they they're gonna have to scale it back just like any normal family has but obviously you think i've seen boris johnson has said that he's going to give up his seat at the funeral because he's going to give it to a family member because i think they're limited to 30
0: yeah yeah, it's so sad isn't it i think i think it's beneficial that Prince Philip didn't want a state funeral and he did want it kind of toned down. So hopefully the coronavirus rules don't change too much of what they were going to plan anyway.
1: Yeah. I th- I'm sure he was meant to have a big funeral still. maybe. Not. Oh, I'm
0: pretty sure I read that he opted out of having a state funeral. He kind of wanted it toned down. And I have a feeling that when there's a royal death that they lay the body in state? the cathedral for the public to pay respects.
1: Yeah, it's called it's called lying in state. I'm pretty sure.
0: Is it? But yeah. he, I think he also opted out of doing that as well. And really? his body is going to be until his funeral. He's going to be in Windsor, I believe. I don't that's quite quote easy. me on that. But he did opt out a lot, on, like, a lot of the publicity thing. I think he wanted it quite scaled down, which I think is fair enough. And obviously, yeah. in the current COVID circumstances, it also only really makes sense to do that too. Mm.
1: So his funeral is set to take place on April seventeenth. So that's. This Friday? Saturday. It? Saturday. And it is it is meant to be televised, isn't it?
0: I have a feeling, yeah.
1: Yeah. So everyone's going to be able to pay their respects. But, yeah. I mean, we just kind of wanted to reflect on his role in the royal family and kind of what he's done in all his years of service and just how much he has done.
0: Yeah, and appreciate his valued work, which he has done for the country, especially with things he did in the Navy and just what he's done for the public over the past, there must be 70 years? 70 plus years. Yeah. Yeah,
1: It's so long.
0: So, regarding his death though, that the statement from Buckingham Palace did say that he had a peaceful death early in the morning surrounded by family. So, obviously, the grandchildren of Prince Philip, William and Harry, have released statements obviously explaining their sorrow, for the loss of their granddad and Prince William described him as an extraordinary man. Well Prince Harry said that he was a man of service honor and great humor and the legend of banter which I thought was quite funny because yeah. I think in every statement that was released from a family member they've all mentioned his wit and I think that's yeah. a nice
1: and I like that Harry kind of puts a bit of a
0: twist like a on young it. twist on it and more of a yeah. modern. Definitely, thing, yeah. Prince William said, My grandfather's century of life was defined by service to his country and Commonwealth, to his wife and the Queen, and to our family. And I also think it's crazy considering I think Prince Harry's maybe mid 30s and William's obviously a few years older, that they've been able to experience almost 40 years, maybe even 40 years. I don't know how old William is with their granddad, which is quite rare in this day and age, that you get yeah, to spend 40 years with your granddad. And obviously they've all got their own children, and I'm not sure how old their eldest is. But they've all had a great granddad for a while as well, and I think mm. that's just...
1: George must George must be six?
0: Something six, around that, yeah. Maybe,
1: maybe even seven, I'm not sure. No, God. I'm sure he... Uh Oh, no, I think they got married in 2013. I'm just trying to think of the dates. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm not it,
0: sure, but... It's nice that they can value the time they've had to be able to spend with him. Um, But Harry also said he was authentically himself with a seriously sharp wit and could hold the attention of any room due to his charm and also because you never knew what he might say next. He will be remembered as the longest reigning consort to the monarch and a decorated serviceman, Prince and Duke. But to me, like many of you who have lost a grandparent over the pain of this past year, he was my grandpa. Master of the barbecue, legend of banter, cheeky, right till the end.
1: Master of the barbecue. Mm. So Prince Philip could whip up some good burgers. That's (laughs) that's so funny, though, Like to kind of visualise Like maybe even having just a summer day, like having a barbecue. Having a normal life. You don't imagine it for them, do you?
0: No.
1: I reckon there are just maybe just a handful of days where they have had that normality where they can just be a normal family. When they've all got time
0: think, off to spend yeah. as a family.
1: And I think that they, they really will, those are the days that will stick out for them in terms Absolutely. of remembering him, definitely. Because that's the thing, the public now will remember him as a figure of public service, the things he's mm. done for the country but like Harry says he's just their
0: granddad. Absolutely. <laughs> okay so for our second story of the episode we are talking about what's happened today on the 12th of april 2021 and that's the easing of the lockdown rules so in england more businesses and venues can reopen such as non-essential shops outdoor areas at as well as pubs restaurants hairdressers and gyms and my one i'm very excited to go to is bookshops finally finally
1: that's so cute. I'm so excited to get my nails done. And are my you? Hair done. Yeah. Because I have roots as long as a piece of string. <laughs> <laughs> they're just very long. Yeah. And they're halfway down my head now. And it literally looks like the blonde is just like beginning in a line
0: and I just can't wait to have my hair done. I think all blondes can relate. Maybe I yeah, any people who dye their hair can relate that. Do you are. know what?
1: If you're if you're someone that if you're someone that dyes your hair if you've got dark hair but you dye it a bit darker, it doesn't look as bad. It's but no no like, as bad as you are Like us yeah. and you're mousy brown, we literally are mousy brown. Mm. And we have like bleach blonde hair at the end. Yeah. And it literally looks
0: horrendous.
1: But I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pull a crazy lockdown thing and dye See, my I did hair. that in the first one. Did you? Yeah. I, I could not. I'd be so scared because I'm not gonna lie, my hair is already damaged enough as it is, so I think Same. it might just fall out if I did that. anyway (laughs) that's just a bit from us and what we what we really want but just kind of paying attention to the news and stuff i mean loads of people
0: have been waiting for this day
1: yeah people have been out for drinks i've seen so many people on my social medias i don't know everyone's obviously booked a day off because i'm still working from home i didn't think about Um, that no, I didn't. I probably should have. It would have been so much fun. But one thing I'd love to talk about is the queues at Primark.
0: Yeah, what's that about?
1: Well, uh, well you say what's that about. I love Primark. So yeah. if I had the day off, I'd be in that queue. But would you were... really? Yeah, I would. I love a cheap bargain. I don't even... I'd... Yeah, I do. No yeah. shame, no shame. No,
0: no, absolutely not. But I would. don't know if I'd be happily waiting... I'm assuming that they maybe have a people count inside and that's why the queues exist because people are waiting to be yeah, able to go yeah, in.
1: They do have a count inside, yeah.
0: But I don't know if I'd happily be waiting in a queue for maybe at least an hour or longer well, for some it, cheap clothes.
1: Yeah. There's obviously in commercial road in Portsmouth, that's the closest door to me. Um if you you can kinda I don't mind queuing if I'm like right outside in like the swirly queue. I've done that a few times, like before Christmas, but Really? this queue was going like around commercial road and like and just down this other path down commercial road and it was going for quite a while i'm pretty sure bbc south today were in portsmouth filming I'm not surprised. One of my friends posted about it just because yeah people were so desperate to grab a bargain
0: as well as i think a few pubs opened obviously i think pubs are keen on getting their trade back because they need to make up for lost time. But some pubs opened at midnight last night, so when the rules actually eased at one minute past, some pubs were open and people were queuing outside and drinking pints at midnight. No
1: way. I think it's a really difficult situation for restaurants and pubs because, obviously... They can reopen outdoors, but what if you're one of those pubs that just doesn't have an outdoor space? Because mm-hmm. I know there's one in Farnham that I've done stories on before, and they don't have a garden. So where are they expected to to have these customers go? Are they That's just expected true. to not earn any more money?
0: I suppose that are? these companies, without doing research, because this is just from my own mind, I'm assuming that they have to wait until the 21st of June.
1: Yeah, they do, yeah. Mm. Which, I mean... Well, no, actually, I think I think it's the 17th of May.
0: Is it? Oh, it, yeah, okay,
1: the, yeah. Yeah, the 17th of May, which, I mean, you might only think, oh, it's just a month, but that's still a month of earnings that maybe your competitors are getting ahead in. Yeah. It really puts people in a difficult situation, I think.
0: I think definitely the hospitality industry have been hit so hard during this pandemic. Not, I don't want to compare it to anyone because I don't know everyone's like exceptional circumstances, but... They definitely have been very hard hit in the hospitality because it's the place, and also like nightclubs, the places where you would be so tight knit, and you can't have a mask on whilst you're eating; it's just impossible. So, it's I can imagine such relief for these people who are who people who do own pubs and restaurants can now finally reopen again outside.
1: Mm. I think one other industry that's had it really bad i just want to put it out there like entertainment and theater yeah oh my god they've literally like that's the thing when you think about it theaters and entertainment like places have not even had the opportunity to open yet yeah that's very true restaurants had all that eat out to help out and stuff so they probably did make a bit of money in that situation as well but i kind of feel for the entertainment industry i'm looking forward to
0: seeing that that's very home. true because people who obviously worked in like Broadway and on stage and even like actors and stuff is they've had very limited. Well, they could do nothing. I know that some films have still gone ahead because I remember in a few episodes ago we were talking about Lady Gaga's dogs and she was filming in Rome, which yeah. is very Tom interesting. Cruise in
1: London. Do you remember that video? We were shouting at people. Oh yeah, they that's very true. Coronavirus rules.
0: <laughs> so it, obviously some things have still gone ahead, but yeah, like you said, theaters and that kind of industry has been very hard hit, and stand-up comedians like I was supposed to be going to a stand-up in on Wednesday which has obviously been cancelled and rescheduled until January 2022 so god (laughs) if they go like if it even goes ahead then I think it will because of enough time we can vaccinate and stuff in that time period but
1: I just think, I think the earlier months and later months in the year are such a difficult time period because during the summer, people are out, they're in sunshine, they're healthy. But I do think the colder months, you've got the flu, you've got just people getting ill because of the cold and then you throw COVID on top and I really hope obviously the vaccine kind of gets it all in check because if you have another, another year or another season of flu, flu symptoms and then coronavirus as well, it's really just going to screw us over again.
0: Yeah, and I also agree because imagine these like we started easing out of the lockdown in December, not many people would want to be going outside and sitting outside in the rain and cold because I think now it's in the springtime that obviously the rules are being eased that it's more accessible to go outside and it's much easier to do all these activities outside in compared to in winter months when it might not be so comfortable to do so
1: yeah so just as an overview of kind of what's happened across england and wales so pubs and restaurants have opened their doors for the first time in months uh, obviously with outdoor seating allowed um Uh, Also, really random, snowing this morning outside and then it was like sunshine by like three o'clock. Very strange. But I don't think that stopped people from kind of going back to their favourite venues for a drink. Shops deemed non-essential have also reopened their doors. I think we've seen crazy queues and people just waiting outside because they're so desperate. Hairdressers, barbers, beauticians, they've all been able to treat customers for the first time since the 6th of January. Apparently, Prime Minister Boris Johnson was among those taking the opportunity to get a much needed trim. Have you Did seen he? his hair? It's literally horrendous. Mm. Um, gyms and indoor pools are now open again, as are libraries and zoos. I know theme parks are open, because Autumn Tower's opened again today. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Driving lessons are able to restart in Wales. I'm not sure about England. I can't seem to find anything on that side. Maybe they're not. Mm. And Northern Ireland's stay-at-home order has been lifted.
0: And, yeah, I mean... I, I can't remember what I was watching recently, but... It's crazy, I think, how, obviously, because rules have been eased today, that we're so thankful that we, like, there's people so thankful out there that they can go for a pint, and if you were told two years ago, saying, oh my God, how thankful you that you can drink this pint right now, they're like, well, I can do this every day, so I don't really care. Yeah. It's
1: just, it's so crazy how our lives have more or less just been put on hold for Mm. over a year, and after so long we are finally starting to get some naughty back and touch wood that was me touching wood. Um we will actually stay in this situation. We won't backtrack. We don't need that again. I think if I think if I think if we went backwards again there would be problems. Yeah, really there definitely think people's patience have been pushed.
0: Yeah, and I know people will say, Oh yeah, there's silver linings and everything, like yes, I understand that a lot of people have maybe appreciated more stuff this year that maybe they wouldn't have appreciated however i don't think what we've lost in terms of what we've gained is anywhere near com- like compa like the comparison is just irrelevant not like yeah. losing all these people compared to oh yeah i've understood how much i love doing this like it's just not the yeah. same
1: i have learned that i love going for walks <laughs> yeah okay but uh over let's not kill off of hundred
0: thousand people for you to yeah. realize that you enjoy doing that
1: That's so true. But But yeah, yeah. it's just nice that we're going to get back to some normality. Roll on the 17th of May so we can get even further. Back to like socialising What does change?
0: Is that what it is, inside and stuff? It's
1: the rule of six indoors. So I'm guessing that means restaurants can have people seated in six tables. You can go around a friend's house. And then roll on the 21st of June when apparently all the restrictions are going to be cancelled. Is it though? well, that's what they say. The 21st of June is when they expect to not have any restrictions in place
0: anymore. Do you know what? If everything was back to normal, but we still had to be masked, that would be freedom to me. Like, if I had to go to yeah, a nightclub in a mask, mind. I think that's fair enough. If you had like, to go to a right. nightclub in a mask. Wouldn't you do that? I wouldn't dance on the dance floor in a mask. No, but I would go out and have fun in a mask. Like, that wouldn't. Ha- having to wear a mask somewhere wouldn't put me off doing it. Like, if I had to do. If yeah. I want to do anything I could of in a mask, I'd do I wonder do it. if
1: they're going to... I know we spoke about it before a few episodes ago, whether they're going to introduce like testing at venues. See, I think what they could probably ask for is you to go and get test, have a same day or a test in the last 72 hours. Before and then you gone, show it, it on your out. phone or something yeah, like that. You have to show some sort of proof that you have been tested and you've come back as negative. Yeah. It's just going What's to be the way What's interesting,
0: goes. though, like, I know that sounds like a great idea. It's obviously not going to be bulletproof because you could have come into contact with someone since you had your test. But I think it would limit it. Yeah, definitely. And hopefully by then, people being more vaccinated, than just these limits will get less and less and less and we'll have more and more freedom. But I would consider freedom doing, right now, doing anything but masked. I'd say that's good enough for me. i
1: So this week we've been looking for a kind of light-hearted story, something kind of a little bit more funny. Um, (laughs) For anyone that follows the government or has been keeping up to date with coronavirus and people like Boris Johnson, Matt Hancock, all those people speaking on TV, then many of you may know of Matt Hancock's the lightest way to put it is this red room which just kind of <laughs> sounds a bit weird 50, 50 shades of grey yeah. um no but yeah so his room I think some people have described as pretty much terrifying the walls are bright red
0: I haven't seen it I need to have a look have at you what not? this room is. no
1: please have a look because it's quite offensive to the eye
0: is it and is this his oh uh, yeah I have seen it actually is this his office he works in then
1: Right. Well, to start off with, it's an office that literally looks like a box. It looks like a dungeon. It's a very very small office, but all of it, all the walls are bright red.
0: And they're all covered in like lots of frames and stuff. So it's very like enclosing and it's like a bookshelf on one side.
1: I I can imagine being in there and feeling a
0: bit claustrophobic. Yeah, it's a very small room, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'm wondering whether maybe that's just like a little corner of it that he's kind of got to go round to just because it kind of serves as a good bra- a good backdrop for kind of live interviews. But yeah, mm. so he was quizzed on this morning, Holly Willoughby. She told him it was quite a brave choice of paint and he <laughs> insisted, I love it. He's described it as a soothing office. And oh. like a boudoir.
0: It's so interesting because obviously like when you do English at school and they would be like, oh yes, red is an angry colour. Red is the colour you use when you're not happy. He obviously that's just, so true. <laughs> yeah. Maybe
1: he's just so bloody angry.
0: Yeah. Maybe
1: he just maybe this was probably in the peak of the pandemic when he just had enough and he was like, how can I get my anger out? I can
0: paint the room red. <laughs> it's just really funny that it's something that people are talking about. And the fact that people are talking about a color of someone's wall, and to be honest, yeah, I wouldn't pick red. But it also makes me think: Do people's color that they pick on their walls depend on how well they work? Because he said it's very soothing, and does he seem yeah. calm to you? No, I cannot
1: work in an all red room. Like, all the, oh, it's just it's just such a, I don't know, it's quite maybe quite an intimidating color. I don't know. Mm. I like my walls. I've got like kind of one wallpaper and the rest is white and it's just kind of nice just to be in quite like a light like vibe well not vibrant I'd say I'd say Matt Hancock's room is vibrant yeah kind of like a calm room yeah I'm just actually looking so he called it he referred to it as a soothing boudoir Um, And according to the Cambridge Dictionary, a boudoir is a beautifully decorated room used in the past by a woman for sleeping, dressing, relaxing and entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) This is on the Metro, by the way. And people said, naturally, people picked up on his choice of words, with some calling him lovable, but others feeling a bit put off their breakfast. Someone wrote, I'd rather not hear the words boudoir and Matt Hancock in the same sentence. Someone else added, I know it's quite (laughs) someone else added Matt Hancock referring to his red office as a soothing boudoir is the last thing I need to hear today I never want to hear him saying those words again that
0: is so dramatic isn't it imagine well yeah like calm down a little (laughs) bit like people really do take things way too far sometimes but I think that's very funny
1: yeah another twitter user obviously this is kind of referring to the pandemic, but said this was an amazingly easy way to change the narrative from questions over how PPE contracts had been awarded. <laughs> so that's just kind of pointing out his failings, I guess. But mm-hmm. instead, we're going to talk about the kind of his walls.
0: I think it's very funny because there's so many memes surrounding Matt Hancock and in just his room apparently now is also one of them. But have you seen that video of him online? And it's when he's doing one of those conferences and he really squints his eyes and he like... <laughs> it really looks like he's struggling to swallow like he's having a really difficult time and it's only really? like a five second clip but if you have seen that you'll know how like funny that is and how much of a meme that's become but that is one of the funniest things I've seen during this pandemic is that small I've never clip. seen that I'll have to
1: look at that <laughs> he just really find... looks like he's struggling
0: yeah right I'm gonna pause this episode quickly and show Lauren really quick Okay, we're back. I couldn't find it. I think the TikTok's been deleted. But if anyone sees that Very footage Very disappointed. Just yeah, if anyone sees that footage of Matt Hancock really struggling to swallow in one of those conferences where they do like the new rules and stuff, it is hilarious. I hope he's alright. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think he's okay. He's in his soothing red boudoir. So Very true. I don't think we've got to worry about Matt Hancock. So we're going to give in review a miss again this week. We are currently reading a book and we want to kind of at least be on our way, almost finished, finished, <laughs> sort of, uh, for you guys, because we don't want to kind of half ass it and then also not give you a very good review this week. So we're going to end it here. We've done a few stories, um, but yeah, expect a review next week because we're really enjoying the book and we're really excited to share our views with you.
0: Absolutely. And if you do want to follow us on any of our social medias, it's just at Let's Add Zest on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you do want to email us, it's Podcast at gmail.com. And if you do listen to us on Spotify, just make sure you click subscribe. And the same on Apple Podcasts, but you can leave us a review give us five stars and let us know what you think about it and if you do want to let us know on any potential stories we could cover in the future please do so just by emailing us or a dm and i never really mentioned this but in every single description of every single podcast that goes out you can click a link and send us a voice message so if you want to be on our podcast you can by clicking that link but yes so we'll see you next week with episode 10 the last episode of the series bye bye